Sean, obviously today we've seen reports that the club could be close to another breach. Obviously, the accounts are submitted next month, and then if there is a disciplinary process to go through, it is to be concluded by May, which would see any punishment impact the club this time around as well. So, what concerns do you have that that could be a, pot a potential problem for the club? And what have you been told about any risk the club is again close to breaching? Well, I certainly haven't been told any other than what's happened so far. Um, I think we were stunned. I think football was stunned by the outcome of the 10 points. So who knows what comes next, not just for ourselves, for many others, I would imagine. Because um, the way it's sounding from the noise of many others, I would imagine. Because um, the way it's sounding from the noise out there is that it's not just about us. There'll be others looked at possibly over time. We'll have to wait and see. So the fact of the last situation recently has stunned everyone, including myself, then who knows what comes next. So we've just got to be ready for, for what comes next, you know, the best we can. How does it impact, again, though, you and the group? Does it add any other layer of uncertainty as to what you need to do between now and the end? No, of the you season? definitely can't go on ifs, buts and maybes. You know, the, 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 the recent facts of what's happened uh, are fact at this time. Um, so I think that we park that and move forward. But we, we're not going to start worrying about ifs, buts and maybes. It's going to be more about the factual side of what's gone on so far. The 10 points currently are not there, so therefore we've got to well, basically see through all the rest of it and crack on. You know, it doesn't. The biggest thing for me, it doesn't change the facts of the matter. When I got here, we had to win more games. That's quite obvious. And that doesn't change. You know, what, regardless of all the noise, all the ups and downs of what goes on, and I've sp clearly spoken to the players about that to remind them, and we've agreed, you know, that is the focus. You know, it has to be the focus. It always was and it always will be. We've got to win games. And now, obviously, that's just been enhanced currently because of the, the 10 points that's disappeared. The facts are you've got Forest away, Newcastle and Chelsea at home back-to-back -back, with the points deduction on top and five points to make up on 17th place. How Thanks for reminding me, that's good. <laughs> How difficult position do you feel you're in at the minute? Well, it's very difficult, but it's, it's been difficult ever since I got here for varying reasons. So it's just another difficulty. Um, on the other hand, we, we're, we've shown good form. With, uh, I, I think even the last game, you know, against Man United, I don't think it's a three-nil game. I think we played very well at many parts of that game, created lots of chances. We've got to continue doing that. Um, we've done well on the road. Um, we, we've kind of changed that storyline. Now we've got to change the home storyline and the storyline. And just when we were getting there, I felt um, winning down at Palace. I think the, the the story was changing. I think the feel about Everton Football Club, the team, what we were achieving, what we were beginning to achieve. Sorry was clear and then now after the recent uh, situation with the 10 points it's changed again so now we've just got to be flexible minded take on the next challenge and go out, go out there and win more football matches it's it's just the reality of what what the situation is how have you changed that storyline away from home because I imagine you take a lot of confidence from those away performances and results particularly against the likes of Brentford West Ham Crystal Palace Villa in the cup yeah, I mean, uh, some work done by the staff on the training pitch, um, the organisational side of things, varying ways of uh, playing and, and the, the style that we wanted to take on the road with us. But also the players, the players' adaptation to the challenge. You know, I felt some, somewhat there was a bit of a, a mental block from the storyline. Um, I've spoken openly to you guys and, and spoken to the players about we, we're the only ones who can change the storyline, home or away. Um, we're the only ones who can change it. The challenge has got harder, obviously, um, or certainly until the appeal. We don't know how that will work out. Um, so I, th I think that uh, a mixture of things. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's a mixture of things. I think the players' mentality towards playing away, uh, the, the staff and myself <laughs> encouraging different details in what we do, 
um, and different ways of attacking the, the away games and playing the away games um, to get results. And, and so far, it's been it's been a good change around in the last uh, 10 months or so that I've been here. What's been the difference away from home compared to at home? It's nine goals <laughs> on the road in the, in the Premier Scoring. League, just, just five at home. Yeah, Scoring. 24 shots. Yeah, scoring, yeah. I mean, the chance count at home, I, I don't know all the stats from the past, but it's high um, so far this season, very high. Um, I'm not sure historically it's high, but at this football club, but it certainly is from recent times. And so putting in the net at the end of the day, you know, that that's the undefinable moment for managers, for coaches, you know, is the moment of truth when a player gets a chance to put it in, in the net, and they do. Um, away from home, we've done that. Created less chances, but been more potent, you know. So now it's about finding the ways of, of believing and sticking with the belief in how the team are performing, because I think some of the home games this season have been real head scratches how we've got nothing from it. Um, and then, well, keep believing, keep 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 asking the questions, keep knocking on the door of the opposition, keep affecting the games in a mixed way that I hope we can do and we have done this season. Um, but eventually, scoring goals, and I think that's the, the the truth of it, you know. But you've got to keep doing the same thing. You've got to keep creating the chances. There's uh, absolute clear focus on maintaining the high standards we've created, but you've got to you've got to stop it at one end and put it in the other. You seem great composure away from home. I don't think it's necessarily composure. It's just a moment of truth, literally. I mean, sometimes there's been you know a good save or a, or a near miss or a deflection or whatever, but sometimes it's just the moment of clarity and the moment of truth to put the ball in the net. Finally, for me, uh, just t- check on team news. Beto was training. Does he come straight back into the squad? No Calvert-Lewin at training today. How likely is he to be part of things against Forest? I know Nana, again, not with the group as well. How likely for him to be back? Yeah, Amadou, Am- Am- in reverse order, Amadou's unlikely, I think. Uh, Beto's likely he's back. He just, he just got a, a minor kind of situation, but it needed some settling down. Um, and that's settled, so we're pleased with that. I certainly trained today, which is good. And Don, we're just being careful with, so he's, he's one of them we'll make a decision on over the next couple of days, just a bit of tightness. And as we know, he's got a, an up and down past over the last couple of years, and he's done very well recently with his fitness, so therefore we're just monitoring. Thank you. Go to Julia, Radio Sure. Uh, now you've played a game in this situation that you find yourselves in, and, it, and it's not yours or the player's fault that you're in the bottom three. Have you looked at the, the psychological side of it and if it's having any impact on the players? Um, other than sharing with the group any thoughts that they have um, about the situation, um, not really too much depth. I mean, like I say, the, the, the focus here has been, uh, well, or the, the, the outside focus has been pretty negative for the last certainly couple of seasons. So I don't think bad news is going to um, affect them too greatly because they're, they're used to having some bad news. This is a different kind of bad news, quite obviously, and somewhat out of their hands. Um, and the focus about what we're trying to achieve as a group is still there, you know, and I think that's been pleasing for me as manager this season. Um, the response with the performance against Man, uh, against Man United, because I thought it was a good performance, um, apart from the obvious, um, not winning, uh, you know, the response from that point of view was very pleasing. Um, and I think there's a, there's a situation where I think all the players... Uh, are, are, if not anything else, galvanised even further. You know, I think it's one of them where myself, the players, were well aware of the task in front of us. It's changed quite considerably since the Palace uh, victory. And now it's about seeing through all that and going, right, OK, well, this is what it is currently. This is what it is. And taking that on. <coughs> Excuse me, and I can't, in, I can't enhance that enough um, to them or to you. Abdullah Decore was key at the end of last season to stay up with his goal against Bournemouth. I know he's been speaking about his relationship with you and saying you've brought a team mentality to the squad. I know his, his stats are nine Premier League goals since you've arrived and he's been involved in 11 further goals 
What does he bring to the side and how is he sort of a, a vital player in these situations? Yeah, I think his, his energy and his commitment to the cause um, is, is, is good for a team-style player. Um, he can find goals, he can find assists, he gets in great areas. And, and he's, got a, he's got a consistent feel for doing that. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't lose faith easily. He'll get in the right areas. If he misses a chance, so be it. You know, I'll get in there again and take on the next one. And I think that's a really, a really good focus for a player of his quality and also his understanding. You know, he's been here a long time now, so he understands it. He understands the challenge. Um, and I think he's a, he's a very good team player as well as a very good individual player. You mentioned Beto should be okay, and you're checking on Dom. I know I've asked you this before, but are you getting any nearer to the point where you may have a game where you start them together? Yeah, I don't think it's about um, near or far. It's about the right time. It's about the, 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 the using them in training to find out if it can work. Not just them. Yusef's doing very well. He keeps shifting forward. You know, he's young. He's behind them in the sense of his experience, but I think he's, he's improving. Um, and I think between the three of them, there's a good unit there, a good mixture, sorry. Um, but Duke has done so well from that position like you've just spoken of. So it's tough to come away from that when he's doing so well. Uh, for periods in games, that's different. We've had a little look at it once already, but that might continue to blend into games. Um, but the way that Duke's performing, I think it's fair to say the level he's performing at, he's, he's in your side. So therefore that does change the dynamic of the attacking thought of basically two strikers or a a one-and-a-half striker with Duke. There's been claims this week that contract talks for yourself uh, have been delayed because of the situation. Yeah, I don't know where that's come from. Don't know where that's come no, from. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> so no, there's no, been no. no contract talks. No, before. someone did send me it, but I thought oh, that's the least of my concerns. <laughs> I mean, there's a bit going on, so uh, yeah, I'll be parking any of that talk, that's for sure, and cracking on the team. Is it draining, the situation? To be honest, since I got here, it's been, it's been an interesting 10 it's months or so. so. Yeah, so... Um, I would suggest it's no more draining than some of the other stuff that we've been through, but we have come through it. We have fought, uh, worked our way through it. Myself, the staff, the team, the fans as well, all played their part. We've got to continue to do it. You know, we've got to keep working hard. We've got to find our way through the the latest uh, setback, if you like, with the 10 points. There might be help on the way. We don't know if there's an appeal and how that works out. But at the minute, it's staying steadfast to what we're doing and steadfast to the idea that we, we've got to focus on winning games. And I've never come away from that and I've never taken the, the players' eyes away from that. That's going to be the key for us is remain true to what we're doing on the training pitch, take that into the games and go and deliver performances. Thank you. Thanks, Julio. Excuse me. Excuse me. You said after Sunday's game you were going to try to speak to the officials during the week. Has that happened? Yeah, only to run by um, a couple of things happening in the game, the penalty, the VAR, the length of VAR, that type of thing. So slightly on the detail of our game and, and slightly on the bigger picture. What, what response did you get? Well, no, we just chatted through. I, I try and be fair to them and we keep our conversations as private as possible. So, uh, yeah, just had a chat about what I thought. Um, a soft penalty goes against us. It's a delay. There's a change in the referee's decision. All of them things. Just trying to find out from my own knowledge and, and feedback as well. Unofficiating, there's plans now to trial Simbins in the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know why they don't leave the game alone at times. Um, I don't think it's needed. I don't think it's um, wanted. Um, personally, I might maybe fans will have a different view. Uh, how are you going to manage it? So if someone goes off the pitch, how are you going to manage the fans' response to that player who's sitting on the pitch? How are you going to manage the health and safety? How are you going to manage? Is he is he warming up? Is he allowed to warm up? Is he allowed to sit down? Has he got to sit down? Can he warm up? Can he have two minutes out of the ten minutes to warm up to get ready back on the pitch? Well, I'm serious. You know, this is how the world's gone. 
So um, I, I, I think it's an odd thing um, to, to consider, but if it's considered and it's brought in, then that's the way it goes. I'm certainly not in the, the rulemaking business. Do, do officials need more help or nothing helps there and I'm a, I'm a big believer in the help that's available through VAR everyone knows that it's just streamlining it I've said for a couple of years it's it's having a patch that I don't think is is ideal and I think we're all aware of that but I think it's still the right thing for the enormity of what professional football is now particularly all, all of professional football by the way um, but particularly in the, in the top level around the world and certainly the Premier League I think it needs it needs the detail that it's it's given um, but I do think there's more work to be done on streamlining it making it more efficient in my opinion take the screens away other managers think different and they want to see the referee at the screen I personally don't if the decision's made it's made simple as that on VAR lawmakers are recommending that the final decision is communicated to the fans by the referee is that going to help well I can't see that I don't know why in my opinion you know the best referee performances are often the ones you don't notice I've felt that way about goalkeepers for years when they're playing really well you hardly notice them apart when they make a big moment I, I just think leave referees alone. I, I think take it all away, take the screen away, take the noise away, let them get on with their job, in my opinion. Um, I think there's a suggestion that that would allow the fans to understand. Uh, most stadiums I've been in, it's unlikely the fans understand, trust me, just because the referee's given an opinion. I think that's unlikely to uh, quell a fan base in, when there's 40, 50,000 people there, whatever there may be. And the club are going to submit their uh, appeal against a 10-point deduction by tomorrow. Is that something you've been kept across by those upstairs? No, no, no. It's uh, before my time. It's it's active before my time. The outcomes related to before my time, they've got it in hand. They'll be doing what they need to do, that's for sure. The club, that is, they'll be doing what they need to do. What's the feeling around the appeal? Do you think anything will happen? No, no feeling. Who knows? After what the first part is, who knows? We, we, you know, we can only do what we can do. Thanks, Jermaine. We'll go to Fraser. <coughs> Uh, Sean, Sean, what did your thoughts on Forest as a side uh, this season? Um, at home, not done quite so well, but by all accounts, performing pretty well in a really tough side still to be. Yeah, I think the home record has been very strong since they got in the back in the Premier League. Um, good people there who are trying to do a good job, and it's hard. You know, the Premier League's a hard division. Um, come up last year and stayed in there, and now the expectation rises. You know, that's just part of being in the Premier League. You know, the expectation season on season rises. Um, and it will do at Forest because it's a big club that was was out of that division for a long time, and now it's back in it. And, and just on, obviously you mentioned the good performance against Manchester United, but oh, despite the result, how difficult or what sort of work do you do in order to try and take those positives from that performance into the next one without dwelling too much on the score? Like so? Yeah, it's mainly reinforcing, um, you know, the, the positives and the, the production of the team. Um, of course, you've got to iron out the details. The details in football are massive. We all know that. Um, but no, I think reinforcing the, the the ongoing form side because I think our form's been strong um, for a number of games, and I think that's important to remember um, going into the next game. Thanks, Fraser. Any further questions in the open section, George? Hi, Sean. Just wanted to ask about the right back situation. Obviously, you've got Seamus who's coming back. Uh, there's Nathan Patterson as well who's been in and out the side. And obviously, Ash Young has played there as well. Um, we know what Seamus brings, but I just wanted to ask what does Nathan have to do to sort of hold down that position and make it his own? Keep doing what he's doing, training well, maturing as a player. He's still relatively young and inexperienced in the grand scheme of the Premier League, but I think he's a very good player. Still developing, still looking to develop. He's got two. Uh, I mean, Miko's doing very well, quite obviously, but with the. The age, the understanding, the experience of Youngie and Seamus, then it's fair to say you can rub off on these players. Um, 
they're fantastic pros. You know, Shams Young are fantastic pros, but they know deep down they're not the future. The future will be built from people like Pau um, and Miko and, and the like. So they're, they're growing and maturing all the time, and we're well aware of that. Um, and, and they're going along really well, and, and Miko's currently playing very well. Um, Pau's got more to come, but I still think he's a very, very good player. Would you say there's sort of a mentorship role there for, for James? To yeah, it's not literal, um, but you want you want the, the likes of Youngie and Seamus to rub off on all the players by with, the, with their experience, but equally with the full-back areas. Um, I mean, Youngie played higher up the pitch you know, many times, but obviously latterly in his career went more to that full-back role. But um, I think with Seamus as well, coming back to full fitness, who's great around the group, um, but their awareness of the role and it just rubs off, you know, being the top pros that they are on a daily basis. It rubs off on the younger players and, and Pau is certainly one of them. But he's a very good player in his own right and he continues to improve. Uh, sorry, just one on them. Um, what, what would you say to the fans who maybe get frustrated seeing that maybe Nathan coming in out the side? Because a lot of fans do really like him, like we've seen so far. Yeah, but fans get frustrated about lots of different things. I've, I've become aware of that. So uh, you can't please everyone all the time, you know. I work with these players and my staff work with these players every single day, um, well, virtually, part of my day off, of course, see them at close quarters. And I think we're aware of the players who, what they're doing, how they're playing and their development. Um, not so much the older players, different kind of development, more their professional development, but the younger players, how they're developing with their individual basics, the idea of what they're doing, how they're going about it and all of these things. So we do see them every day, you know, virtually. So we've got a good handle, I think, on when they're ready and how long they go in for, how long they come out for, etc., etc., and when's the right time to play them. And I think that's part of our skill set and being in the game for so long.